You're listening to the newest episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life, with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 52nd episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. My special guest today is my very good friend, Sylvester Baugh, who has been studying and living choice theory a few more years than I have. Sylvester lives in Chicago's south suburbs and is well-recognized as a trainer, speaker, and overall great guy. He is the co-author of our book, Leveraging Diversity at Work, a trainer for William Glasser International, and the diversity leader at Academy of Choice. So I'm really happy you're able to be here, Sylvester, to talk with us all about step parenting. I know it's something that you've done particularly well. I also know you don't call it step parenting. What is it that you call it and how did you get to that name? Thank you for having me. I really am happy to be here talking about this particular subject. The term step parenting, I heard some years ago, but it was used in the normal context of parenting. And in a discussion I had with some people that I was in a training with, We were talking about step parenting and all the dynamics of that. And someone in the group mentioned how step parents have to step up to be parents. And when I heard that, I thought, wow, they're not really step parents. They're step up parents because the term step up means like in sports circles, it means you're next in line. You're in the game. And basically, that's what you're doing. You're not playing a role because you're dating or married to someone. You're actually in this game called parenting. And your job becomes to nurture and formulate a relationship with your child. What are some things that you would say embrace the concept of step-up parenting? I think you got to look at some of the things that have traditionally hindered our ability to be effective step-up parents. And the number one thing for me is when you embrace this concept of, I'm not dating you, I'm dating your mother, or I didn't marry you, I married your mother. When you believe in that, it becomes easy for you to break away and change the dynamic of your relationship with the child. And so I think you've got to, in any relationship, it requires genuine effort and attention. And I think when you are a step-up parent, that's what you're focusing on doing. You're being genuine in your efforts to really nurture the relationship between you and your child. It sounds like if you and your partner break up, you would still be maintaining somewhat of a relationship with that child. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I think you said it best. When you and your partner break up, that's the breakup. You and your child have formed a bond and that child is forever your child. I mean, you can divorce a wife. You can break up with a girlfriend. You can't divorce your children. Some of us want to. (laughs) I've had my moments. Yeah, (laughs) but you can't. Those are your children. And this is an important piece as well. You got to start calling them your children. Mm. They are your children because the more you call them your children, the more it begins to sink in. As opposed to your stepchild, you mean? As opposed to your stepchild. We have a joke. You treat me like a bald headed stepchild. 
it suggests an automatic and permanent separation. The term stepchild is one that we should use if we're in court, if we're trying to explain to someone the dynamics of how this is my child, sure. But at the end of the day, this is my child is the term that you use. And you treat that child like they're your child because they are your child. Right. You talked with me before we started this podcast on the fact that it's easy or necessary to step up. Do you want to talk to the audience about that? Yeah, I think it's both. It's both easy and it's necessary. When I think about natural parents, parents that give birth to their children, there are, I don't know the numbers. I'm kind of taking a guess in the dark and I'm thinking about myself and maybe even you. Before you have a child, there's a pretty large percentage of people that don't know if they're ready. They don't know if they're ready. So once the child is born, there's a bond. And where does that bond come from? It comes from time, effort, and a belief that I'm responsible for this child and this is my child. That same belief must be a part of you to be a good step parent. When you decide to date or marry someone with a child and you know they have a child, it's your time, your effort, your bond, your nurturing, all of the things you would do with your newborn that aids you in becoming a, a step-up parent. And I think it's necessary to do those things so that you can nurture that relationship in a way that shows that you are stepping up as a parent. So how important is it as a step-up parent that you get along with your partner's ex or your partner's ex's partner, however that works. I know one of the things I always found amazing about your step-parenting or step-up parenting is that you had a daughter, your wife had a daughter, and you got married. And so each of you had a stepdaughter and a biological daughter. But you also had exes who shared custody of those girls. And I can remember times when the six of you or the eight of you would get together and talk about the girls and everybody was cordial with one another and got along and it seemed like you were able to work things out. Would you say that that's true or is that just what it looks like from the outside looking in? No, it was absolutely true. And I don't see anything amazing about that. Do you think that's common? No. Okay, so that's what makes it amazing. <laughs> well, I guess you're right there. I just find it necessary to try to form good relationships. That's first and foremost. With that being said, I am always going to make an effort to get along with any parents that are connected to my parenting circle. I'm going to always make that effort to do that because these are people that are obviously important to my child. Because they're important to my child, they're important to me. The fact of the matter is that doesn't always happen. There are adult relationships where people can become, as they say, petty or hold grudges or want revenge or any kind of negative behavior. So that does happen. But even in the midst of that, I'm the parent of my children and that doesn't change. And you shouldn't allow it to change because you and the adult can't work things out. 
Those are two separate relationships. As you stated earlier, you're divorcing the mother. There are, you know, there's a legal process they go through for that. But your child is still your child. All of the nurturing, loving, caring, sharing, pouring, that results in something. And you can't just turn away from that. Well, people do turn away from it. So in Step Up Parenting, you wouldn't. You would stay involved in the life of that child. Exactly. In your experience, were there ever times when biological parents would try to trump the step up parents? Like, well, I'm more of a parent because I gave birth to this child or because I fathered this child or anything like that? Or was everyone treated as an equal? I think that happens. And I've been guilty of it, subtly doing things. I think parents will do that. But I think that diminishes if if everybody realizes that who you are and what you're being is genuine. I'm not in this for a competition. I'm genuinely being the parent that I want to be and that I should be. Regardless of what you do, in spite of what you do, I'm being the parent I know I should be. And that takes time because if they buy six-inch Barbie doll for Christmas and you buy the whole Barbie house and a wardrobe, Yeah, they're going to feel like you're trying to show them up. But that's why you have to have the ability to have relationships, too, that involve discussion. I want to clarify for anybody who I am, what my intentions are, if I feel like that's necessary. You said that you're being the parent that you want to be. Could you describe who that parent is for me so I get a sense? I want to be a loving, caring, responsible parent. I want to be the kind of parent that is invested in his children. I want to be the kind of parent that can be an example to other parents. That's why I don't try to complicate this responsibility because I have two daughters. So I don't complicate it by saying, okay, I've got this one daughter. She's not really a daughter, but I'm going to treat her like a daughter as long as I'm doing okay with her mother. That just complicates parenting. So I have two daughters that I love dearly and I'm going to support, cherish, nurture, and be an example for. That makes makes it much easier for me. That's beautiful. I'm sure it makes it much easier for your girls too. They know that you are a constant force in their life. No matter what's going on, you are the same, steady, consistent, predictable, reliable, all of those things that are great things to be when you're someone's parent. Yeah. And for me, as you well know, I've been trained in the concepts of choice theory and reality therapy. And coincidentally, so have my daughters. (laughs) So I know coming in that you can't raise your children the same because your children are different. They have a different needs base. And sometimes when you do that as a parent, one child may feel slighted. But because I understand that they're different, not just in how they're connected to me, they're different individually. I was able to share this information with them. They understand that because they're different, they want different treatment. They want different things. And they accept a different relationship with me. One may have a relationship with me that's very different than the other. From the outside, people may say, oh, well, you know, that's his real daughter. He treats her different. No, I don't. I treat them fairly. And fair looks different, but fair is fair. 
that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> it fits in. If that's just parenting in general, it's not about step up parenting, but it's even more important when you have a mix of children who you didn't father and children that you did, because it would be easy to treat them preferentially depending on your bias. I know some parents are harder on their own children because they don't want to be seen as biased. And other parents would shower their biological children with special things that they wouldn't give their stepchildren. It's a big thing to navigate in parenting. And I know you and I have known each other a long time. And you know that one of the things I struggled with as a parent I didn't know what you just said, which was wisdom to me when I heard it about how sometimes treating your children the same is the most unfair thing you can do. I struggled as a parent to treat both of my boys who were only 18 months apart in age. I really struggled to treat them both exactly the same and they weren't the same. It did cause some jealousies over, you know, how one child got treated, the other one thought they should be treated the same way. And the funny thing was, from my perspective, and of course, there's always different perspectives, I was treating them the same. It is so fascinating to me trying to work that out as a parent and how to know what your child needs and give them what they need instead of what you think is fair, because what's really fair is giving your child what they need. Yes. I love that. So can you share a little bit about how you figure that out for our parents who are listening? How do you figure out what to do with each child? What is just a quick and dirty way that you might talk about? You pay attention. Simply put, you pay attention and then you don't go into it with a blanket expectation. When my children were maybe four and five, five and six, We expect generalized things like respect, honor, you know, these things we want as parents. But those things are going to look different coming from each child. So I may have one child who may always want to go to work with me, to go out to eat with me. I may have one child that wants to always go with me and my wife and go with us wherever we go. And then I may notice I have another child that as much as I try to pull them into, oh, come on, you want to go to work? Come on. They constantly resist. Now, they may want something from this restaurant we're going to, but they don't want to go to the restaurant. So if you watch long enough, you don't see that as being disrespectful, standoffish. You recognize that, okay, this child is really trying to meet her need in this area. And this child is trying to meet her need in this area. I recognize that. And I began to filter my behaviors into those desires, those needs in an appropriate way. Because I started realizing that I had one child that was very freedom driven and one child that was very love and belonging or connection driven. And I think the difficult part about that is not really figuring it out about the children, but figuring out how to manage what you need and dealing with them. Because I'm a freedom person, but now I got this one child that always wants to go with me, always wants to cling to me. How do I deal with that? Well, that's something I had to figure out. How did you deal with that? I embraced it because it was not always happening. But when it did happen, I embraced it in that moment because for your young children to just want to be around you is flattering. 
But it's the moment you shift your perception, then it becomes annoying. But all of that is what's operating inside of you. And so you have to figure out how to adjust your perceptions so that your children's needs are met. And because you are hopefully responsible enough, you can endure a moment with your children because it also helps to nurture the relationship with them. Of all the things that go into step-up parenting, is there one thing you could say that makes all the difference? Would you point to one thing or is it a combination of things? I think if I had to point to one thing, genuineness. If you enter into a marriage and the other person has a child or you're dating, gauge what you're feeling. Gauge what you're feeling. Because if you're not able to be genuine in what you feel for this child and you're basing your behaviors, your level of acceptance, your level of nurturing on your relationship with the spouse, I think you have to think about the adult relationship. Yeah. I know that's a big statement for a lot of people to hear, but I didn't say you you shouldn't get married. I think if you forge ahead and get married, and you genuinely don't like or accept the child, that's going to be problematic in your marriage. And it's going to be unfair to the child. So if you can genuinely engage in nurturing and developing in the relationship with this child, I think that's a step in the right direction. Now, if you and the adult relationship fails, you've stepped up as a parent. And you're still the parent, even when your relationship ends. You're still the parent. You don't get to divorce your children. Even your stepchildren. You don't get to divorce your children. Now, they may be your stepchildren if you went into it disingenuously. But if you go into it with a genuine heart and you're nurturing this relationship and you're pouring into this child, those are your children. How important is it to have a united front when there's multiple parents in the picture? Oh, that's important. It's not always going to happen, but it's important that you have a united front. One of the things that relates to the question you just asked, if you think about it, if you don't have a united front, whenever there is discord between you and the other parent or you and the child, if you have an issue with you and the child, we will have a tendency to go to the other parents and tell them, fix it. Your child disrespected me, fix it. Well, there are two things that you've done. One, you've pitted the natural parent between you and her natural child. That's going to be a problem. But the second thing you've done is you've stepped out of your role of the step-up parent. Because as a parent, if I have an issue with my child, I'm going to go to my child and deal with it and discuss it. But the moment you go to the other parent, you stepped out of your role. And now you disrupted the dynamic of the family. You ushered in step parenting. I get what you're saying. And that is between the relationship you have with your partner. What about your partner's exes? Or what about your ex? Do you need to have a united front with those people as well? And how do you get there? I could see that would be really difficult to do. And again, this may sound harsh or judgmental. But if you're my partner, one of the first things I'm going to talk to you about is my child. And that's one of the first things I'll talk to you about because I'm a parent and I'm not changing that for anybody. 
So why would I bring somebody in to my life who has not bought into that, who doesn't understand what my ideal perception is? Why would I do that? So I'm going to explain to you who I am, what I am, and how important my child is to me. And we'll have a lengthy discussion about it. And hopefully from that, I'll get some clarity on if you're going to be able to stand strong in the tough times. I'm very clear and I understand I always use this analogy, even as a step parent or a step up parent, either one. If I'm a great step up parent and my ex-wife has the opportunity to save my life or her daughter's life, and she can only save one of us. I'm very clear it's not going to be me, but that has nothing to do with my step-parenting. I think that's just the natural response in times of danger. Hopefully that won't happen much. Let's hope at all. <laughs> yeah. So you can't use that to say, oh, well, she doesn't care about me. In any situation, I'm going to choose my child first. And someone once asked me, well, what if it's you and your two children? It'll probably be my natural born child. It has nothing to do with what I feel for my step up parenting child. It'll probably be my natural child. That seems like a very normal response. And you talked about genuineness being your first quality. And I think that that is probably the most genuine answer you could possibly give. And an impossible situation to be asked about when it's strictly hypothetical. And it would be very difficult to know what you would do in that moment. But yeah, I think it makes sense to me that most people would say that. Yeah. Do you have any last words or last thoughts about step-up parenting you'd like to share with the audience? Well, yes. I think it's important that step-up parenting becomes your goal. If you step into that role, it's important that you share that with your partner because you do have to think about the partner's partners and those relationships. So you need her or him to know my goal is to be a step-up parent and explain the concept so nobody thinks you're trying to step on or replace somebody else. I think that's very important. I do too. So it leaves me with one last question for you. How do you keep a person from knowing that you're doing this for the child and not in a competition with them? Again, it's genuineness. It's about being genuine from the start and being consistent because another person will hold on to their thoughts and their grudges for as long as they feel they need to. But at some point, if you continue to be the person you were five years ago, 10 years ago, and you don't let up, you don't change colors, they should get, okay, this is who this guy or this young lady is. I can't guarantee you that the other person will change what they think you're doing. Because for many people, they need to hold on to that. It's not even about attempting to get them to see that you're being genuine. Just continue to be genuine, not for them, but for your child. Yes. So if I could summarize what I've taken from this interview, First is that when you're a step-up parent, you are committing to a forever parenting relationship with that child. No compromises. And genuineness is the vehicle. Relationship is the way 
and the other people on the periphery or even closely in that child's life will need to accept or not your role as that step-up parent, but you aren't going to stop being the parent that you want to be no matter what's happening with the people around that child. Absolutely. It's fair to you. It's fair to the child. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure I'll be having you back again. Thank you so much for being our guest. You're more than welcome. I'd be glad to come back. You just finished listening to an episode on the Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at the Relationship Center on Facebook or Instagram. I hope you'll join me next week when I'll be talking about a subject near and dear to my heart, grandparenting. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at www.therelationshipcenter.biz forward slash podcast and remember to subscribe.